Hey everybody, what is going on? Excuse the sickness you hear in my voice, but the show must go on. Now, my guest today is an MMA fighter who started his own clothing brand, Trials and Tribulations. And in this episode, we get to learn about how he's been growing this business, along with a little bit of the struggles that got him started. So please welcome Matt Quigley. You're listening to The Chicago Hustle, a podcast that highlights the struggles, successes, and overall journey of Chicagoans pursuing their passion. My name is Edward Terrace, and I'm a Chicago real estate broker that focuses on understanding the rental and sales market to facilitate the sale of property, along with providing my clients a roadmap to one of the biggest necessities of life, a place to call home. And I'm sitting down with our neighbors to learn about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how they're making an impact. All right, and we're live, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, when you reached out to me on Instagram, it's uh, I mean we've kind of been connected before this, but it's really cool where you know stuff like this kind of just grows organically because of you know other connections you've had. So when I get a random message from someone, I'm just like, oh, this is fantastic, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, I've listened to a couple of the different episodes, you know, uh, Anthony Farrow and Georgie. So, you know, I've been kind of watching, listening, um, and, you know, I thought it was something good that, you know, we could have a a good conversation, kind of let the people know a little bit more about, you know, what I'm bringing to the table. Totally. Yeah, I was so upset. So I had Anthony on. It was a great podcast. I love that guy. And I was still learning how to do all of this equipment and just kind of just doing it as I go. and only part of it got on the actual podcast and uh, all of it went on to the YouTube channel. And, uh, but now I know what not to do and is <laughs> a way hey, better lesson. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time you and I actually met was when, uh, I did the interviews for fight card entertainment and you were, I think it was, you're fighting a mean Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's a tough kid. Yeah, he um before you guys fought, he had some really tough time. I think he probably had like three wrestlers in a row uh before yourself and you could definitely tell he struggled uh with you right from the get-go. Um it's definitely a hard puzzle for people who don't originally wrestle. It can mm-hmm. be tough to kind of solve that, but it's um you know, so he was able to bounce back from that. And of course you had that loss. And then after that, you've had probably three victories in a row. You fought. That was, uh, that was my last loss. Yeah. So, I mean, how you've had, was it three fights or have you had more than three fights since then? Yeah. Three, three fights in a row now. Nice. And you fought, I was really excited for the matchup. I definitely want to get into some other stuff, but I really, I love this stuff. So, um, you were fighting, uh, Rick Dimitrov, the tall guy. Yes. Yes. Lanky. He's really lanky, huh? Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be the tallest one. I fought at 35 and the most lanky guy. You know, I'm pretty long. And uh, he was a couple inches taller than me and extremely long and lanky. And, you know, he's very, very good at jujitsu. So, you know, me being a wrestler, I wanted to, you know, essentially I wanted to take things to the ground. But, you know, that was uh, where his strong point is. So that was the first fight I had after I had switched gyms. So I was at UFC gym, Ricardo Lamas. So that was, uh, you know, we put together a real good game plan. I had a real solid, you know, training camp and started to really get going with them. And, uh, you know, it was just, that was uh, up to that point. That was the best fight that I had. And then my next fight I had, you know, I just continued to improve. And my last two fights have just been 
head above heels better than anything I've ever done before. Yeah, man, that's cool. I was very interested in that fight because I had watched some previous fights of his where I think I think if he implemented a lot more kicking in his game, it'd be phenomenal because he's not too worried about getting taken down and grabbing him. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, I've seen other fights of his where he's simply lost fights because he would take himself to the ground and the guy would end up scoring a lot by getting a lot of just ground and pound strikes. So when I seen that you guys were fighting, I was like, well, as long as you can keep yourself in an okay position, um, you could probably come out on top because he's had that struggle in the past from people ground and pounding him. And, um, well, obviously that's kind of how. Right. Uh, I was, uh, we were really aware of one position he really likes to be in when he gets this, this nasty knee lock. I've seen him do it to two or three different people. Um, I'm not quite sure what it was, but I knew right when I was going to get into that position and I circled, spun around, and then I was able to end the second round. I believe it was with just a lot of ground and pound. And so that really looked good on the, on the judge's scorecard. Yeah, I mean, jiu-jitsu for just jiu-jitsu because I'm sure – I mean, he does do a lot of matches. You really have to be able to control that posture because it's a lot different when you're just throwing hammers down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I, when I was actually interviewing you, man, that was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done in my life. I've, you know, I've competed before, and when it was happening, I was like, I honestly would rather be fighting right now than interviewing these people. <laughs> That was actually my first, you know, like uh, interview type scenario because uh, before then I hadn't fought for Fight Card. I fought for uh, United Combat League, which is, you know, a great promotion as well. But, you know, Fight Card really um, goes above and beyond for their for their fighters, you know, trying to get that awesome experience with the interviews and the face offs. And, you know, like just, just everything they do, you know, as you were there doing you know, that type of stuff with them, you know, the, the photos, everything that they do. So that was the first time I'd ever had, you know, like a live interview like that. So I was, uh, I was with you. I was a little nervous as well. Yeah. And the thing was, is so with amateur fighters, there's not always a whole lot of information on people. And so I had kind of had people like fill out these forms. I was like, I'm trying to learn about these people where they train and like maybe questions I could ask them and everyone just literally weighed in. So everyone's kind of pissed off. And then, like, I'm kind of jolly going around asking questions. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be kind of a, a rough entry. But um, I, I think people were generous enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, for you, you originally, for what some people might have known, you competed at Elmhurst College in wrestling before that, right? Yes, correct. So how did you go from wrestling to finding maybe an MMA gym? So, um, when I was a kid, my club wrestling team was, uh, Gilbert grappling. And, um, so, you know, I always had told them, you know, if I was, uh, if I was ever going to do MMA, I'll come here. And then, uh, in the summer of 2017, I, uh, I got into a little bit of trouble with the law. Um, and I couldn't really do a lot of stuff that I wanted to do. I was having a hard time getting a job because of, you know, some of the choices that I had made. And, uh, you know, I needed, uh, I needed to do something to kind of get myself back on track one and two kind of just, you know, release all this extra energy I had. I, there, like I said, there wasn't much that I could do. So I found myself back at Gilbert grappling and, um, you know, I started, uh, you know, doing jujitsu there. And then within a couple of months, they're like, Hey, let's get you a fight. So I had a few, uh, we had a few fights there and it just kind of, you know, continued on from there. And, uh, you know, Two of the owners here at uh, UFC Gym Naperville, Ricardo Lamas, who's a Elmhurst College alum, and uh, Matt Kushert, who was actually my college my college coach, 
you know, they're uh, two of the owners here. And so it was just really, I feel like a matter of time until I got in here. And, uh, you know, I'm really familiar with, uh, with them. You know, I've known them for, you know, going on probably eight years now. So, you know, it's just a, a matter of time and then, you know, switch here and it's been just a great relationship. So what do you think it is about competing or training on a consistent basis that kind of helped you get out of that rut? Man, dude, to be honest, I just, I kind of lost who I was, you know, and I didn't like myself when I looked myself in my mirror, as cliche as that sounds, you know, I needed to kind of find myself again. I needed to let love myself again. And as I started training, I started seeing, you know, my body change again and kind of reminded me of that, you know, wrestling and, you know, the, the dedication that it takes and the diet and the training and everything, you know, I kind of got re revamped in, in everything, you know, and I'm a, I'm a very competitive guy, no matter what I do, whether it be athletics or, you know, in the workplace, you know, whatever it is. And so, um, that competitive nature started to come back, started to build and build and build. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's been now two and a half years. And, um, you know, I'm in the best, best shape I've ever been. I'm in the best place mentally I've ever been. Um, you know, I'm just like happy and I can honestly say, you know, I'm, I'm back to the, to the mat that I've always wanted to be in the mat that I should have been before, you know, I kind of hit rock bottom. So did you have those struggles only between, so you wrestled, you had those struggles and then you're competing again. So when you were wrestling, were you the same mat that you are now? Yeah, I was. It was kind of after, is after college ended. You know, after college wrestling ended. You know, it's like being a a college athlete and somebody I've wrestled since I was in sixth grade. Been doing karate since I was five years old. So you know, I just I I kind of had that void, you know, and just that empty that emptiness where, you know, I I lost the match to go to nationals my senior year of college, and it's just like boom, that's it. It's done. Your career's done. It's something that you've put so much time and effort and blood, sweat, tears is gone and you can't get it back. You know, you, there's, there's nothing. And, you know, I tried uh, a lot of different things to, you know, keep myself occupied and I ended up just getting, you know, in with the wrong crowd, with the wrong people doing the wrong stuff. And it was, uh, you know, that it was like a two, a year and a half, two years of, of uh, just kind of a slow downhill slope. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I hit rock bottom, found myself in a lot of trouble with the law. Um, and then it was just, it's been an uphill climb since then. And uh, I'm just like, I'm very happy and grateful for everybody in my life and, you know, where I'm at now. I, need, I needed that essentially, you know. And now you've kind of gotten into that point where it's inspired you to, to build a clothing brand and start to, to build that. Yeah, so definitely. Um, so that's a, a great transition into it. Yeah, when I a uh, little bit shortly after, um, you know, I hit rock bottom, I was trying to think of different ways I could get, you know, get myself back. You know, what can I do? How can I, you know, I realized I really screwed up um, and I realized that it could have been prevented. You know, I had some people in my life that were trying to help me out. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to hear it, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and then, you know, I was just really, thinking to myself, how can I help someone not go through what I went through? How can I help, you know, maybe have somebody, you know, prevent somebody from doing what I did. And, um, that's where I kind of stumbled across the idea of uh, trials and tribulations clothing. Um, you know, uh, the slogan is inspired by our failures, 
forged from our tenacity, worn by those who deserve it. You know, and uh, everyone I've talked to is that's really like resonated with them, you know, because we all have trials and tribulations in our life, no matter what it is in the athletic arena. It could be in the you know, academic arena, workplace, just family, whatever it is. We all go through trials and tribulations. There's ups and downs with everybody. Um, and so this is kind of like a, a clothing brand that I feel like, you know, you can literally wear it on your sleeve and know like, hey, there's going to be some down times. But we're going to get through this, and it's going to be great. I think a really cool video would be – my buddy just came out with this. Uh, so he's a real estate agent in a different city, and he kind of posted this video about why he does what he does and the struggles he had or the, the tribulations that he had when he was younger. And uh, it was a really touching story, and it's almost like um, – I've I seen your website. You guys – you have you know all of your products and whatnot – I think it'd be really cool someday where if almost, you know, sometimes at like the top of a Facebook business page, they have like a video on it. Yeah. It'd be really cool if you basically what you just said and you clipped it in there. So like when people go to so, see your product, that's your why. Right. Right. So it's actually interesting. Um, I work with Blaney creative. They uh, help with my, my website and a lot of my designs and things like that. Um, they're, Awesome guys. Um, actually becoming two of my Chris and Kevin Blaney are becoming two of my good friends now. Um, we had uh, we've done two. I've done two videos, you know, trying to push some products more along like kind of motivational type videos of, you know, working out or, you know, uh, in practice, things like that. And uh, we used to have that playing on the in the header of the homepage. So mm. it's crazy that you say that. But um, the uh, I actually got a great idea from a buddy of mine, Justin Parker, he's now out in Arizona. I've known him for almost 10 years now. And uh, we've supported each other through all of our endeavors. Um, he randomly on uh, Instagram uh, two weeks ago, put out a little one minute video of what does trials and tribulations mean to me? I had no idea he was going to do it. Nothing like that. And he, and he sent it to me and he posted it. And it is literally like the coolest commercial I could have ever wanted and i had no idea he was doing it you know because he supports me he's bought some of my clothes i've sent him some you know we've been supporting each other he's a bodybuilder he's uh got a competition in three weeks um he's looking he's looking awesome i really hope he does the best um and so now i really think i'm gonna try to build off that and a couple of my other uh, sponsored athletes that we have i'm gonna you know ask them to maybe do videos like that and we're gonna put a a little section in the website like that and then maybe just you know some of the customers because i have a lot of uh a lot of people that are returning customers you know i have some loyal faithful customers and people that you know really like it and really embrace the brand like how i would like so you know i'm gonna you know reach out to them and ask if they would do some or maybe bring a couple people in and, you know and have a few video guys you know make a make a cool couple commercials like that really uh help spread the awareness Man, that's pretty cool, dude. I would love to. I haven't seen that commercial, but that's a pretty cool bit that you could have all of your customers make because it, you know, it probably helps them feel like a part of your brand and like while right. you grow, it make probably makes them feel like they're a part of that. That's cool, right? And that's I. I also I try to encourage everyone like, hey, even you know, if you buy something from me. Send me, if you don't want to tag me in it and you don't want to post it on Instagram or your story or Facebook, or whatever, send me it and let me post it, you know, because I truly appreciate 
everybody who buys something from, you know, the clothing brand. Um, you know, I write hand, I have handwritten notes on every single order that goes out. Um, you know, I try to, it's not the same thing to everybody. You know, I, I, you know, really try to customize it and make everybody feel special. I give everybody, uh, you know, little wristbands here with every order. We got cool little, um, cards we give out as well, you know, just like with our logo, our slogan, things like that on there. You know, I really, I'm really appreciative of everybody. And so, you know, I really try to try to push that and just continue to show thanks to everybody. Yeah, man, if you can give value to the the people that, whether they're your customers or like say people on, you know, my show, uh, you can really like build your, your brand, but based upon just like making sure you can give as much as possible to the people who are with you. Right. So like after you kind of went through your transition, you started building this brand, like what would you say was the hardest part about like starting to build it up and get some awareness about it? Or I guess, how have you done that? Um, well, for me, it was a lot of people. So before this, I was, uh, I was trying to, and this kind of went hand in hand with, um, when I was in my little bit of a, a downslide here, I was trying to, uh, I had a company inside of the music industry. I was managing different artists where I was a promoter, I was hosting shows. Um, you know, it was going, it was going really good, but, uh, I kind of lost track of the end goal and what I really wanted and kind of got caught up, like I said, with, you know, the wrong people doing the wrong stuff. But, uh, so, you know, I had a lot of people that were always asking me about that. And then when I switched over, you know, in a, the transition and I started trials and tribulations, now everyone, you know, the hardest part I think was just kind of explaining to people that it was, it's something different. It's not what I was doing. And, you know, it's not, this is a, this is a new mat. This is a, you know, a new thing. This is who, this is who I am, this is who I should be, you know, because for, you know, two years, people were seeing the wrong side of me and I really didn't have a care in the world about what I was posting, who I was posting it with, you know, such like that. So I feel like a lot of close people, you know, family, friends, close friends kind of got, uh, not gave up on me, but, you know, kind of pushed it to the side, like, oh, well, he's, he's going down that road. I don't want to be, you know, associated with that. So then when I started coming back and I tried, you know, building this awareness and, you know, trying to tell people and show people that at first it was kind of like, uh, is it, is it like what you were doing before? You know, is it like this stuff? And I, you know, I had to explain it to them. No, like, look, this is what happened. I'm back. This is the real me. This is something that I'm really behind. And this is something that I feel like you can get behind, you know, and I really feel like I've been embraced by a lot of people. They've really, uh, really taken over. I get a lot of compliments. I get a lot of um, random DMs too, which has been really cool from, you know, people in other states that I don't know personally that are like, hey, I really like your clothing. I really like what it stands for. You know, I've had some people ask me how they could get involved. And that, to me, that was awesome. Like you, like you had said, when I reached out to you, like, Hey, I'd love to be on the show. You know, it's the same type of thing, you know, like it's, it's, it's awesome. Or, you know, I got customers uh, that have been purchasing stuff that live in California and Arizona, like I said, so to see people in California wearing my shirts that I've never met, I've only met over social media per se you know like it's it's just awesome and it just makes me feel like you know i'm kind of i'm on the right track and yeah it's slow um the growth has been slow but i've had some really like q4 last year was the best quarter that i ever had um so you know i was trying to build on it but it gets a uh, gets a little difficult 
you know, working a full-time job, training, trying to run this as well. So sometimes when I get into, uh, into like the, the deep part of the fight camps and really into my fight, uh, training, that's, that may be the toughest part for me is balancing the time between the time I need for myself to get ready for these fights and also the time that I normally would spend allotted to, you know, push the brand. So, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, how bad do you want it? You know, it's, it's that hustle. It's that grind, you know? So what does your schedule look like when you're working your, cause you're an accountant, correct? Yeah. I'm a corporate accountant. So you're, you're a corporate accountant. You remember one time you're like, yeah, if it's after 9 PM, I could totally do the podcast. I was like, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so that's why we're doing another weekend here. So you're a corporate accountant, you're training in mixed martial arts, so you're, you actively compete and you're also trying to grow this brand. What does your schedule look like? How do you balance all of that? Um, well, alongside of all that, also I'm a personal trainer. So Mondays I, so majority of the week I work out in the morning before work. I work eight to five and then I have practice from about five thirty to just around eight thirty nine 9 o'clock every night basically. Um, and then after that, when I get home, unfortunately, I don't live anywhere close to any of my endeavors. I live in New Lenox, and the closest places I work in Downers Grove. I train in Naperville. Um, I personal train people out in Villa Park. So, you know, I'm driving a little bit, but, you know, I'm trying to do on my lunch breaks at work, trying to do as much as I can with, you know, social media or talking to the guys at Blaney Creative on what we can do next or, you know, how we can, you know, implement new things. Um, and then when I get home and and on the weekends is really when I got to do, do as much as I can for, for the brand. Do you, so like, where do you fit your time off? Do you have time off? <laughs> um, well, I mean, Sundays, I really like to kind of take Sundays off, but, uh, recently, you know, I've been getting, um, some extra workouts in and some extra, uh, you know, rolls in with some guys over here doing some BJJ. Um, you know, we were getting ready for, uh, for the grappling games that was last week excuse me. Um, so, you know, needed a little bit extra work. Um, and now I got a kickboxing fight November 8th. So I'm getting, uh, you know, getting ready for that. And then I actually, uh, have a fight for fight card December 15th. So it's one after another, after another. So, eh, you know, I rest, uh, I can rest when I'm dead, I guess. Right. Totally. Oh, and congrats. You, you won. Um, did you do Gi Nogi? <clears throat> Both of them? Yeah, I did uh, Gi and no Gi. Uh, gi didn't go as uh, as planned. Um, since I switched gyms, we uh, we just recently started doing Gi. So I haven't really put my Gi on and trained in it. And so uh, I was kind of like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do Gi and no Gi. And it was my first uh, tournament as a blue belt in Gi. So it didn't really go as planned. Um, and then no Gi, I had uh, two matches, two submissions under a minute. Um, and took gold. So that was, uh, that was really good. Nice. What were the submissions? Uh, I had a rear naked choke and then a Dars. You know, I had a feeling it was going to be a Dars because with uh, uh, no gi, it's, I mean, it's readily available, especially if you're taking down, you get somebody in front headlock, you know, wrestling style, right. it's going to be there. Um, so that's pretty cool. So the man kickboxing fight in November, what card is that? Uh, Imperial kickboxing. Imperial kickbox. So is it? It'll be in Aurora. Is it kickboxing rules, or is it? Is it like? Uh, there's kickboxing and Muay Thai. Um, you decide. Um, the coaches decide. 
So I believe I believe actually I'm gonna be doing um, Muay Thai. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I like Muay Thai because there's uh, there's more options. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's more options to keep yourself safe. I mean, I'll sometimes spar with like a kickboxer, and I'll tie up with them or sweep them or random stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you, you can't do that. I'm like, eh, I'm going to do this to keep myself safe. <laughs> yeah. And I saw you uh, You actually killed it out in your, your tournament. Oh, you thanks, had. dude. Yeah. yeah it, you, uh, I, saw the, I saw the pictures and a few uh, clips and things like that. You look real good out there, man. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, – I wasn't too sure if I was going to compete or not. Uh, what most – well, all my teammates know I have uh, prior concussion concussions, just uh, bad training – uh, experiences uh, you got really got to be careful where you train and you got to mm-hmm. know you got to trust your partners so um you know i wasn't going to compete but then my symptoms were okay enough to the point where i felt comfortable to do it and uh well it it worked out so uh, <laughs> i didn't have any um concussions out there i got kicked in the head at one time but um other than that it was it was pretty clean <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, you looked real good out there, man. Nice. Did you um just see like the clips on Instagram or something? Yeah, yeah, the clips on Instagram and you know what you put up. Cool, dude. Yeah, it's uh Muay Thai is definitely but it's it's nice because you know, being traditionally uh, a wrestler, it can be tough where when I had my first MMA fight, it was uh I mean I threw like a couple jabs, but other than that, I was very, very scared to throw anything else. But it's cool when you do Muay Thai because you you don't have an option. You have to uh Right right utilize those tools is that why you think you're going to do a little bit of kickboxing or yeah you know i just want to continue to improve obviously you know like i said as a as a wrestler and um you know i'm very comfortable on the ground and my bjj is you know really coming along nicely i would like to think so you know my stand-up is probably the weakest aspect of my game so i've been working a ton a ton on it with uh everybody here at ufc gym Naperville with you know Ricardo Lamas obviously one of the best in the world uh, I got great training partners like Ronnie Hauser who's about to go pro um he's he's a stud out there so you know we've been really really working hard we got I believe it's 12 or 13 guys from our gym and a lady of course that uh, are competing in the kickboxing fight so we've been getting a lot of really good rounds that normally preparing for like an MMA fight I wouldn't get so everybody here is hungry and motivated and you know really wants to a lot of them it's their first fight so you know that's uh, exciting for them um and so yeah i mean just really been practicing and trying to get uh improve as much as i can in every aspect of the game and do you train i seen you stopped over at Faro academy do you go and do jujitsu there specifically or do you just kind of stop in there <clears throat> um well i had stopped in there um uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I worked with uh, Tyler, and, uh, you know, I actually was invited by Caesar, and, you know, Anthony uh, had messaged me as well. Um, he's a great guy, extremely nice. Um, you know, he says the door's always open for me. You know, I appreciate that. You know, it's really cool to have, uh, have a guy like that of his caliber, you know, to, you know, just be very welcoming, so that was awesome. Um, I would like to, you know, go there and get a few more rounds in and things like that. Um, it was a great atmosphere. Um, you know, everybody there was working real hard. I could tell. Um, and you know, Tyler, it was it was open mats, so that was that was pretty cool. I got some good roles in with Tyler Jones. It's a good guy. You went to uh, college with him, right, Lakeland? Uh, 
He was one of my savage roommates. Yes. Oh, oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. But you know, and uh, Caesar being the matchmaker, um, who's become one of my, uh, I would say he's a pretty good friend of mine now. Um, I've never actually gotten a chance to roll with him or anything, so I kind of was like, "Hey, man, I know you go here. I want to drag you in here. Let's get some rolls in, see how it's going." Uh, and it went, uh, it went really well. So yeah, I mean, I may, uh, I may stop in there probably after the after the kickboxing fight and get a you know a few more rolls in there. Oh, nice, dude. I would. Uh, well, let me know when you go because I've I've gone over there and done some sparring with Tyler once in a while, and uh, we could all like get some rounds in. I think that'd be cool. Definitely, hell yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a goofy guy. He's, you you follow him on Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> he kills. Oh me, yeah, dude. he's a good guy. Yeah, we were in uh, college. Well, this is a random story, but we were in college, and I, I like I would wouldn't see him for days. He had like his own individual room. We had like eight roommates, and uh, I, I remember messaging him once. And I was like, "Hey man, you can come out of your room. Like, what, you want to come hang out?" And he's like, nah, I'm getting bed sores this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um, like something he'd say. Yeah, he's he's cool though. But uh, you, at one point you mentioned how like you you had your last quarter, like your last quarter of the year in regards to the development of your business or maybe the sales. You know, anytime somebody says like the last quarter, usually they have things that are in place, planned. They have maybe potential like coaches that help them with their business do you do that no um i have uh so when i i had a, a previous job where i worked uh downtown in river north um and i have uh my old boss there i was a assistant to the cfo I was also an accountant there um and he he's a real good guy his name's adam um, he's kind of like a, an older brother figure and a mentor and a good friend of mine and um very business savvy, probably one of the smartest business people that I know personally. Um, and, uh, you know, he gave me a few ideas and things like that. And so, uh, I really tried to, to use his knowledge, you know, to help me out, you know, in building the brand. Um, and, uh, and so that's why, you know, that I kind of really did what he was telling me to do, you know, which was just being consistent. You know, I'm, I'm pushing a product. The first, I got to put out a quality product that people are going to want, which I've never gotten any bad feedback from any of my products. So that first off is a plus. Um, secondly, you know, like I said, I, I try to be as personable as I can with everybody. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, another good step. Um, and then, you know, he was just saying, I got to be consistent. And, um, and I put out right before Q4 last year, I put out, my fall and winter like line for 2018 and that was probably some of the coolest gear that I had put out so I think that also helped and then I started like really pushing you know the different products and different you know color options like I always try to give a lot of color variants you know because if you just stick to you know black and white or red and black you know people would be like oh, I don't wear that color a lot I don't whatever you know at one point when I dropped some I had like 147 different options between you know like 10 or 11 products you know I really am always trying to give as many options as possible um and so like I said that I, that really contributed to uh, a good Q4 last year which um the I mean I had my most profitable quarter like I said and it was really I've never had it to where orders were coming in every day but in 
the time frame from after Thanksgiving to right before Christmas, I essentially had at least one order almost every single day. So that was, that was, that was, it was awesome. Like I would be at work and my phone would go off and I'd get three updates because I'd get an email, I'd get the, the credit card app that would come off and then I'd get the, you know, the other app that I have all linked it all boom, email, 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 you know, and I'd be like, wow. And then like that would happen a couple times a day. I remember one time at work, my phone just kept going off. I got like eight orders one day at work. So like 24 emails, like boom, like boom, 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 boom. And it's just like, man, like this is awesome. You know, and I look and it's like, I just have only 600 followers on Instagram. You know, I'm really trying to build that up. I got maybe 200. I think it's, I think we just hit 200 likes on Facebook. Um, you know, so I'm really trying to do that. Twitter is, Twitter's a lot harder. I'm trying, I'm trying with Twitter, but, uh, you know, that's uh, a little bit harder than anything else. Um, for the, you know, cause you can't really, you could push products, but it's not the, the same type of audience as on Instagram or Facebook, you know? So yeah, I mean, but it was just, it was, it was awesome. It, I, like I said, I'm always, I'm so grateful. I'm majority of the time too. If, uh, if I'm following somebody on Instagram and they order something, I'm messaging them right away or I'm sending them a Facebook message like, Hey, got your order. Thank you so much. And people are like, man, that was quick. Like that's yeah. what somebody said. Somebody said that to me, uh, like two weeks ago, my, uh, sister's husband's best man in their wedding ordered something. And literally, I think it was like 30 seconds later, I messaged him on Facebook. I was like, Hey man, thanks for your order. I really appreciate it. He's like, dude, that was quick. Like I, I just got the email that said it was confirmed. Dude, that is so cool. I'm, I'm curious. You, you must have been freaking out when that Christmas was happening and it started going through. You're probably like, what? I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. It was awesome. And then, and then of course, the, the big thing for me was I was like, you know, some of these uh, I've noticed were like parents buying some clothes for, you know, like their children or things like that. Um, you know, like younger kids. And I was like, all right, now I need to make sure, you know, some of these were getting close to Christmas. Like, I need to make sure that I can get them to the, get these products to them by Christmas. Cause this is what, you know, this is what it's going to be for. Like, I know these are Christmas presents. Like I need to make sure that it gets there, you know? So I had to, you know, talk to my distributor and my, you know, printing uh, people and just like, make sure, you know, I, a lot of times too, I pay a little bit extra to make sure that everything is done right and sent to me. I can have, you know, I can have the companies I use send out the products after they've been made, but I like to get them sent to me. I kind of do my own quality control check, make sure everything's done right. And I, you know, if I approve of it, I know that anyone who got it is going to approve of it. Um, and then, like I said, I like to throw, I have special bags that I mail it out in. So, you know, I have the, the bags and I throw everything in there, write that note, you know, and kind of just like make it really personable, like I've been saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was just, uh, making sure that I could try to get them to everybody by Christmas. That's cool, man. So Twitter, tell me a little bit more about that. So do you, I, I see your Instagram and you have, uh, partners that'll wear the brand. I see certain ones. It's really cool. Uh, side note, do you ever make uh, like fight shorts? Do you make fight shorts with it? I'm trying to get into more fight gear i just started getting some gloves done i got shin guards i got some mma gloves done as well um the boxing gloves had turned out awesome and i actually did a, a pre-order for some more i got a couple people that wanted them so those are uh getting made and sent to me sometime hopefully next week and i will get them to uh the people who ordered them i'm gonna eventually excuse me hope to put those on my site 
Um, the shin guards, they came out great, but it wasn't the quality of the shin guard that I would like to, you know, represent my brand. So, you know, I'm kind of taking a step back from that and, you know, seeing how I can switch around. Um, and then, yeah, shorts and uh, rash guards and things like that. I would really like to, uh, you know, do that. But it also, um, I don't want it to just be some simple design, you know, like especially with jujitsu, there's like, there's some really, really cool rash guards and really cool fight shorts, you know. And I want, I kind of want something that's going to stand out be awesome you know people are gonna like it and be like oh you know those are those are sick what is that you know like where who, what brand is that where did you get those you know I want I want them to be able to stand out so you know it's uh working a little bit with my guys at Blaney Creative I'm um, trying to get you know the right the right look you know and then just uh yeah I mean fight shorts should be coming soon but I'm more of a, a Valley Tudo short kind of guy uh, compression shorts so hopefully mm -hmm. I can get those in as well you know being a wrestler I'm used to a singlet and I'm used to hiking that bad boy up so um, that's why I, you'll always see me fighting in like compression shorts I'll never have like uh, you know like the the board short type look dude I only train unless I have like Muay Thai shorts on uh, I only train in the uh, like the compression shorts I hike I, yep. I basically want as much thigh as possible showing and yep. uh so like if you do come out with it let me know my favorite color is red and uh hey. i would rock good that to know because uh, good to know because when uh when i send you some shirts i'll make sure i'll send you some red ones oh dude sick sick so when you're on twitter i um i, I had a recently cool experience with twitter how do you kind of do you just have stuff posted from your instagram on it or do you like reach out to people how does that work yeah so um I kind of, I have it all linked. So, you know, when I make a post on Instagram, uh, it goes to Facebook and Twitter as well. And then sometimes I'll, uh, I'll try to, you know, if I got a new product out or something like that, I haven't in a while, like I said, I've been slacking on my, uh, on my Twitter game more than, uh, I should be, but you know, I really, uh, I really try to just keep everything the same. You know, I've, I've noticed that, like I said, consistency. So if I'm going to post it on Instagram, I wanted to go to Facebook. I wanted to go to Twitter. And then, uh, you know, obviously with my personal accounts, you know, I get repost it, retweet it, you know, hopefully that will get more people to look at it. Um, so yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. So a couple of good experiences I had on Twitter were like for myself, like I'm a realtor. And, um, so what I'll do is I'll search like hash, like the Chicago hashtags and stuff like that. And I'll run into people once in a while on Twitter that are because Twitter is kind of more of a, an engaging platform rather than mm -hmm. a posting platform. And so they'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm trying to like find a place to live. I'm having a really hard time here in Chicago. And then I'll just, you know, insert myself into the conversation. Like, Hey, you know, this is actually what I do. And like, this is how you can fix that problem. Or like with the podcast, um, one of the recent ones I had was, um, you know, that somebody on Twitter was kind of looking for positive influences in Chicago and I just told them, I was like, hey, I just uh, did an interview with Go Green Well Met. They do, um, on my podcast, they talk about, like, volunteer opportunities in the city, uh, you know, how they can make the community a better place. And just, like, inserting myself and, like, giving value with, like, maybe how I can talk to people on the podcast or I could tell their story on it. So, like, for you, it might be people who are talking about having that have a tough time and just, like, reaching out to them from your platform and be like, Hey, I've had tough times too. This is kind of how I got through it. Let me know if you need anything. Definitely. You, can even, 
don't even push your product just like engage with those people that's probably how right. you use it definitely yeah and just you know showing that value not even for the products but just you know like being personable you know and just like reaching out yeah that's actually a really good idea yeah dude I'm i start um, doing that yeah man absolutely it's probably i i don't do it enough uh, one of my past clients, it was his birthday. So, you know, I just called the dude and was like, Hey dude, happy birthday. Um, hope everything's going well for you. Hope you love the place. Uh, and he was like, yeah, man, thanks. Thanks so much. And then, uh, randomly about a week later yesterday, he was just like, Hey man, my buddy, he's looking for a place to live. And, um, you know, I just called him to tell him happy birthday. That was it. And then, you know, you just being, you just gotta be a nice guy. It doesn't really take yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. So when you're building your business, you know, I always like to think of it of, uh, I was once told this phrase, KPIs, like key performing indicators, stuff that grows your business. And for me, it's, you know, connecting with as many people as I possibly can and, um, you know, making lots of phone calls, just any way I can kind of, you know, reach out to people. Those are what are like my key performing indicators. Uh, I guess for you, like what are the top tasks that you need to do every day to grow your clothing brand? I mean, it would be, I did this really well, I feel like, in the beginning was I was reaching out, you know, I I watch a lot of, uh, I love Gary Vee, I watch a lot of his stuff, you know, I think he's very inspirational and he puts out a lot of really quality content and that's kind of, you know, what he preaches about, you know, always quality, you know, over quantity, but he puts out a lot of stuff, but it's always got good, good quality to it. And one thing that uh, kind of right when I was starting this that he was saying was, you know, just reach out, send DMs, do, you know, do this, you know, like offer to, to do stuff for free, you know, offer this, offer that. And so originally what I was doing when I first started was, man, I, I probably spent hours a day, especially because I was, I was getting into MMA. So I was going real hard in the MMA community. I was sending out, you know, uh, a message to tons of UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, you know, any, anybody that I could think of or I followed personally or that I liked or I even didn't like, you know, I was just still reaching out thinking that, you know, Hey, let me, let me send you some stuff hoping that maybe they would post wearing it. You know, I asked them if, you know, if they could, that would be great. And then I, you know, Hey, maybe we could work a sponsorship deal, you know, something along those lines. And, you know, I failed a lot. A lot of people saw it, didn't respond. A lot of people may not have even saw it at all, but I've had a few people that have, um, Corey Anderson being one, uh, light heavyweight in the UFC. Um, great guy. Uh, he was honestly one of the first, uh, athletes that I really, uh, sponsored and, uh, you know, I send, send him stuff. I actually got a, I got to send him another package to get ready for his next fight. Um, he's going to go out there. He's going to tear it up. He, I need I need him to fight John Jones after this. That would, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. But no, he's a and he he comes right back. Like I said, he's a good guy. He comes right back with, um, you know, he posts wearing my stuff a lot. Um, you know, and he's uh, got his main training partner uh, Carl Roberson. He you know followed me, and you know I talked to him a lot. Um, I'm gonna send him some stuff. He's a great guy as well. So you know, like, kind of, you know, just reaching out and going for the people that are, you know, have a bigger following than you or there. But to me too, it has to be, I want people that are going to embrace the brand and that are going to be a good ambassador per se for the brand. So like, you know, Corey is a, a great guy. 
you never really hear him, you know, talking shit to anybody or doing anything, you know, obviously, um, with the way things are going now in MMA, you kind of have to try to stir the pot a little bit to get that big fight now. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He's very humble. He's very, you know, just, just a great person to have, um, you know, this brand, you know, like he, he embodies it, you know, he's, uh, he's gone through a lot. Um, you know, he's a, an Illinois guy, so that helps out too. Um, you know, he wrestled at Whitewater. So that's a D that's D three, you know, we wrestle Whitewater all the time in college. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so just, uh, he really embodies it. You know, he had, and I, I try to stay as personable as I can. Like I said, he had a kid. I sent, I made a trials and tribulations onesie for his son, you know, sent it out to him before, uh, I think it was like two fights ago or something like that. You know, I sent it out to him, you know, just trying to, trying to keep building with people that one are going to, to help me build my brand, you know, um, and just that are good, good people. That's cool, man. And, uh, well, for some people that don't know is, uh, that maybe aren't watching the YouTube or just watching this from the pot or listening to this from the podcast app. You're literally doing this right out of your car, right after sparring session at your gym. Yeah. So, like, I'm literally, literally <laughs> in the gym parking lot. I had uh, my coach walk by and started making some funny faces here at me cause he knew I was doing it. So uh, I was trying to keep it cool while he was doing that. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a lot of good rounds today. I uh, got a nice little, little cut by my eye, but we'll be all right. Cool, man. Have you ever like uh, experienced any like bad injuries? Um, well, in wrestling, uh, I had a few concussions. Um, hurt my knee pretty bad. Uh, I had a big old a big old knee brace. Um, but since I've been fighting, um, I kind of uh, well, actually, before my last fight, um, my training partner, one of my training partners, and my best friend, uh, he's a bigger guy. He's right around two hundred pounds. We were, he was somewhat new to jujitsu so uh you know i was helping him out and we were going live and he was also elmer's college wrestler danny balderas um and uh we started on our feet not a good idea for me he's <laughs> 200 pounds he's just a, a massive guy fast strong shot a double leg came down on uh, my left foot and then as Ugh. he as he as he drove through uh roll my ankle uh, so my, my foot was swollen. I went to uh, a couple different foot doctors. I actually went to the hospital to see if anything was broken. We thought something was broken. I was in a walking boot for two, about two, two and a half weeks. This is all, you know, within eight, within the eight weeks of uh, my last fight, you know, so like my training was a little messed up. I didn't, uh, wasn't able to put in like the extra miles, you know, running and cardio and things like that. Um, that's probably the, the most hurt i've been for uh when it comes to uh you know mma um like i said wrestling had a few concussions um you know like you said yourself um yeah i mean i i try to take really good care of my body um i've been you know i have a pretty good diet um i have a great great nutrition coach uh mike demakis he's actually a pro fighter um demay training that's what he does he does all my meal preps for my fight so i'm staying in good shape i'm eating good foods um, and I'm just like, like I said, now I'm really, really taking care of my body. Like I said, I'm doing two workouts a day, essentially every day. Um, just trying to do my best, you know? That's cool. So what I, when you think of a, like a life by design, where do you kind of want, where do you kind of see yourself going or where do you want to get to? 
Um, I mean, obviously it would be great to go pro as a fighter. You know, the thing for me is I'm doing this as, as a hobby. This is a very fun hobby for me. It's kind of my, like I said, my escape. It's keeping me out of trouble. Um, I do it because I enjoy it. I'm embracing the grind as cliche as that is. Um, I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to go pro, but having a coach like, uh, Lamas, he's, you know, obviously he went five rounds with Jose Aldo for the belt. So he's been at the top. He's fought the top guys. Whenever he says it's ready, that's when it's time. You know, other than that right now, I'm just trying to work every day to get better. Um, and uh, so eventually, you know, the goal would be to go pro. But all in all, I have, you know, I'm an accountant. I have my career. I have that steady nine to five. I make, make decent money. I have a, you know, a good stable job don't necessarily like accounting but it pays the bills and uh that's that and then obviously you know with trials and tribulations if that would ever you know really catch on and uh and keep growing and growing to where I could quit my job and have that full time that would be that would be awesome that would be a blessing cool man well I'm sure you'll get there and uh thank you so much for being on here tell everybody kind of where we can find you all your channels okay well I mean, first off, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Let me, you know, tell my story and speak a little bit about my brand, Trials and Tribulations Clothing. You can find us on Facebook. Um, Instagram is uh, trials underscore tribs underscore. And for me, uh, it's at quigs, Q-U-I-G-S 135. Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you so much and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Chicago Hustle with your host, Edward Terrace. If you or someone you know would like to share their story on our podcast, you can head over to Instagram at the Chicago Hustle and fill out the link in our bio. To follow my Chicago Hustle, you can head over to Instagram at Edward Terrace along with my weekly vlog on YouTube.